My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are, are the Extra Sisters. Welcome to what we are calling Hype Episode Number One. We're calling it that because it was not in our original schedule to talk about this movie, but it's so hyped up right now and it's actually been asked of us a couple times to talk about it. So we are going to talk about Bird Box. I mean, we knew about the hype and we weren't even mm-hmm. really going to talk about it. But Yeah, we weren't even planning on talking about it. So many people asked, but yeah. so we decided to go through with it. What do you think? I really liked it. I really okay. liked the movie. It will definitely go in my... Let's watch it again collection that exactly. you do every year. Yeah. I don't think it was a horror movie. That's okay. the only thing I will say against it. it. It felt like the same type of movie that Contagion was, and Contagion wasn't a horror movie. Right. Just kind of like an apocalyptic... Suspense, apocalypse. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I really love Sandra Bullock. I think she did amazing. The bird box lady, as the internet is calling her. Sarah Paulson was in this. She was for a little bit. Even though it was for a very brief moment. Also, just to mention, this will contain some spoilers. So if you haven't seen this movie yet, go watch the movie and then come back and listen to this. If you don't mind it spoiled and just want to hear a review, keep listening. But if you're going to be upset that we spoil deaths and things like that, then you should go watch the movie. Um... Uh, B.D. Wong was in this. I really like him. Also didn't last very long. He was the owner of the house that they oh, all ended up in. Yep. Machine Gun Kelly is in this for some stupid reason. Um, so there, it's, it's an interesting cast for sure. And But again, Sandra Bullock just absolutely nailed this performance in my opinion. So the premise of this movie basically is there's this... We really don't know what it is. You don't ever see it. It's right. this creature or this alien or something in the atmosphere or so- something supernatural is going on. It mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of The Happening. Yeah, absolutely. It, it felt like a mix between a few movies. We have The Happening. We have A Quiet Place. I even felt a little Bye Bye Man in there. Mm-hmm. It felt like a lot of movies all combined. Yeah. And so there's this this thing. And if you see it, if you've seen the promo for this movie, they have blindfolds on because... Mm-hmm. If you see this, for most people, which we will get into in a minute, you will commit suicide. You will kill yourself. And that's how it is basically eradicating our our race, our human species. Exactly. So Sandra Bullock is pregnant. Mm -hmm. And she's not really looking forward. At all. She's not feeling a connection to the the baby. As he will be known later as boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and this thing starts happening. Her sister, whose name is Jessica and is played by Sarah Paulson in the beginning, takes her to a doctor and they've heard about these mass suicides in different countries, but Sandra Bullock basically just wrote it off as, well, it's not happening here. It's Mm -hmm. whatever. But she goes to her OB appointment with her sister and sees this woman just start banging her head against the glass window of this really tall building. And she figures out that this is starting to happen. They get in the car. Her sister sees this thing, wrecks the car, kills herself, and then Sandra Bullock gets out of the car. Somebody intercepts her, and now she's in this house with all Mm -hmm. these other survivors trying to figure it out. So it's a very formulated... We've seen this before. Right, absolutely. But that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. No, not at all. It's a very good movie. It's hard to do things originally now. Mm -hmm. Everything's been done. Right, exactly. Um, And so she gets into this house, and of course, there's all these different mix of characters. It really reminded me of, I think it's 2004, I think that's the year it came out, Dawn of the Dead. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I actually haven't. Okay. 
the dad from Modern Family. I know you watch Modern Family. Yeah, um, is he in it? Yeah, he's the token asshole. <laughs> I cannot picture that because I watch Modern Family, but I'll see, see I it someday. See, I watched that first before Modern Family, so I was like, Phil is... Is a good guy? Yeah, it was really <laughs> weird. Uh, but there's another token asshole in this movie yeah. that ends up basically uh, being kind of a good character, but I'm, mm-hmm. I get so annoyed with the... Let's throw in someone that doesn't want to save anyone, that mm-hmm. wants to shoot any newcomers into this little group of survivalists they have, who's also a drunk. It's just yeah. like, okay, well, there's the token asshole character. I mean, he's not wrong in a lot of things, though. No, not Like, at he all. is correct when he wants to stay at the grocery store because they could live there. I agree, but I would send someone back in the car to bring all the other survivors to the grocery store, and you should live there. Yeah. He is correct. And he is also correct when a man comes into the house and he's acting a little weird and he thinks that he should throw him back outside, he's actually correct because yeah. that man ended up being a bad person. Exactly. And the the twist that I didn't see coming in this movie that they added in was there's apparently groups of people mm-hmm. that whatever this thing is, they can see it and it just entices them to go and get the people that are hiding and are surviving out to go see it. Like yeah. there's... He talks about how these mental patients all got out of this asylum and they would take people outside and force their eyes open so that they would kill themselves. So not only do you have this creature aspect, you have mm-hmm. these humans that are getting these other humans out of their safe zones. And Yeah, that is terrifying to me. And it doesn't really ever explain how or why. It just kind of mentions um, there's a scene in a grocery store where this guy is begging to be mm-hmm. let in and... They try to let him in, and he's trying to basically get them out Mm -hmm. to see it. And so he conned them into thinking that he wanted in when he really just wanted to get them out. Right. So somebody basically sacrifices himself and pushes them out, but they mentioned before that this other guy knows him, and he's like, oh, he's a little crazy. And then the other guy says, these are all patients from an asylum. So it's something along the lines of mentally ill or unstable or just kind of peculiar people mm-hmm. are doing these deeds to get these people to go look at whatever this creature is. Right. And I heard a lot of people complain that they never saw the creature. Do you, are you pissed about that? Or? Honestly, I'm not, I'm not pissed about it. I thought it was done very well. I do think that if you really wanted it to be a creepy horror movie, you probably in that instance should have shown the monster because yeah. all you see is the wind. Honestly, you see the wind and you hear some faint voices talking to you. At that point, it's not really scary. But if you saw a creature that you think might actually hurt you, it's scarier. Yeah, it's kind of like War of the Worlds for me is Mm -hmm. scary. It's an alien movie, which I guess is a subgenre of horror. Mm -hmm. But seeing them, I'm like, holy shit. Right. It's terrifying. I didn't really mind that they didn't show the monster. I, on the uh, flip side, it's kind of like you can... Kind of imagine whatever scares you the most, too. That's and what true. are they seeing? But everyone's saying it's beautiful. And someone even said when she saw it, oh, mom, it's mom. And she started talking to her mother that passed away. So it's like luring them in with all mm-hmm. these things. Or it's like whispering in voices of people they know that have passed away. So I'm wondering if they see something that really is beautiful to them and then they kill themselves. Right. Or know? terrifying, like her sister. Mm-hmm. She was like, what the hell is that? Yes. And then... 
the eyes too. I texted you because you have a thing with eyes. I was like, are the eyes bothering you in this movie? With the crazy people and their eyes? Yes, I hated that so much. I sat there and went, why are you not looking at his face? His eyes are messed up. Look at his face. Yeah. Yeah, It was not good. And then when they see this thing, their eyes just immediately start to, it's like not just change color, but it's really weird. It's hard to explain. Mm -hmm. It's not just like a color, they stuck a colored contact in their eye, which is on its own terrifying but it's just it's really weird you'll it have makes to me think of like a marble or like iced over yeah or but like red and gray yeah. yeah definitely so they are in this house and sandra bullock and there's actually another pregnant woman in this house they literally have their babies at the same time Can which you... i was like mm. yeah right that's horrible i can't imagine that stress of these two pregnant ladies in labor next to each other uh, no. But let's even back it up. That poor pregnant lady who literally walks from house to house to house blindfolded by herself. How terrifying. Yeah. And sad. I would be one of those people that got killed because I let the wrong person in. Yeah. I'm just like, take care of everybody. Like, I will shelter anyone and everyone. And that's what would get me killed in an apocalyptic kind of situation if I even made it that far. Right. I don't think I'd make it that far. I don't either. I don't know if I want to, to be honest with you. No, I agree. I would not. Because they had to go through that horrible journey to get to this basically safe space at the end, which we'll get into in a minute. I don't even know if I would have wanted to make that journey. You know, like what kind of life is that? I agree. And I'm not trying to promote suicidal tendencies at all, but I almost feel that this thing is like almost taking over their brain. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was an okay death. I know she's wa- she's walking into fire, but maybe I she's was thinking somewhere about else. that too, because they do just like in the happening, all these horrible things to themselves, mm-hmm. and they're just like mm-hmm, stabbing myself in the neck with right. scissors, and there's no reaction. So, you know, maybe it it looks gruesome. Maybe it wasn't as gruesome to them, right? Or as painful, or maybe they're just totally being controlled, and it's kind of like when you're when right. You're in maybe paralysis. it's even worse. Yeah, it doesn't ever. You don't get those kind of answers from these movies unless you, maybe the Bird Box book, but I don't know. We didn't read it. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) but they're in this house and these women are giving birth, which I already am on the fence about ever having kids. (laughs) And what if I was pregnant during an apocalypse? Yeah. If if it was me, I'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to go to sleep and whatever happens, happens. If I had a child in me though, that was depending on, I don't know. Because like if there was ever like... Let's say a nuclear war, mm-hmm. for example. I, I just kind of, I don't know. I That's love, a really deep subject, but. Right? I love when she's in denial about even being in labor. That made me think, honestly, about both you and I. Because I think I'd be like, nope, it's not happening. And you would definitely be like, nope, it's not happening. I think the I minute I got great. pregnant, I would be like, no. No, this isn't a thing. I'd be like throwing up and I'd be like, oh, I just ate something. <laughs> I would be like six months pregnant and I'd be like, it's just a burrito. It's what? like, I'm not having a kid. I would be, especially in that kind of situation though, because she just saw this other woman go into labor. So she's like, okay, the attention is on her. Right, exactly. And then her water broke and there, she's just like getting buckets ready, trying to like, mm, <laughs> this is not happening. Yeah. Nothing's going on. She's got this trail of water leading to her. No, not her. That would... That'll be me in not even an apocalyptic situation. You're just going to keep working. I know you. You're yeah. just going to be like, I got to go deal with this patient over here. I know. They don't, this machine broke. I can't, I can't leave right now. Right. I got to deal with this. Yeah, that'll be me. So they have these kids. The character. She's a really good apocalypse mom. Dude. Like, I know she didn't want that. Yeah. And she's really detached. But in an apocalypse scenario, yeah. that is perfect. Well, she takes this, uh, this character that they brought in that we talked about the crazy asshole token character said 
kick him out because something is off. Mm-hmm. He ended up being one of those people. One that, of the crazy people. Yep. Mm-hmm. So right before he goes crazy, you see all these really terrifying drawings of what this monster maybe looks like. Right. But what he does is he forces these people that have been holed up in this house and all their windows are covered. He starts ripping down the window coverings and holding their eyes open, making them look outside. Well, this other pregnant character's name is Olivia, and she gave birth to a girl, and Sandra Bullock's character gave birth to a boy Mm -hmm. at the same exact time, pretty much. (laughs) And the crazy man, Mm -hmm. I think his name was Gary, comes in and makes Olivia, the other mom, look. And so she commits suicide and leaves Mm -hmm. this. Now Sandra Bullock has two newborns that she's trying to protect from this terrifying dude. This movie definitely, it made me tear up a couple times because it keeps you in the feelings. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't scary, but oh my God, it was a good movie. It was a great movie. Mm-hmm. And so now she had, but she has these two newborns and this man named Tom that has, they've started this kind of romantic interest with each other. Mm-hmm. He's also taking on these newborns with her. Mm-hmm. And then you see them eventually move on from this house and they're the only two out of the, I don't know, five or six that were in this house right. that end up surviving this Gary person. Mm-hmm. And they go and they build themselves a little compound and they, it just kind of cuts to five years later and they've raised these kids Mm -hmm. to basically learn how to live blindfolded and they don't play. No. They don't get to do any of that. She calls their names are boy and girl because she is the whole time kind of comes off as like a hard ass and cold, Mm -hmm. but you can tell that the death of her sister really absolutely affected her and she didn't want that to happen again. Right. But she wanted to protect them at all costs. So she was constantly, you know, yelling at them. You have to do what I say or you will die. Mm-hmm. You will die. There's no cushioning. Right. She even gets mad at Tom for telling them a story because right. he's a, supposedly filling their heads with something that will never be for them. Which so. he's right. Then why even keep them alive if you're not, there's Getting nothing them. to live for. You if might there's as... no hope. Yeah. yeah. If the most prized possession girl has is this little beanie baby keychain Mm -hmm. that's you know a horrible reality to live in so but they do get some hope there is this it kind of reminded me i didn't watch the walking dead all the way through but it kind of reminded me of what sanctuary yeah i think it's called sanctuary on the maps where they lead people there and then put them in train cars and then they eat them so It reminded me, this place that they heard about over walkie-talkie said, Mm -hmm. we are safe, we can keep you safe, you have to make it down the river, and it's a two-days trip, and there are rapids, and these rapids are so dangerous that they have lost people Mm -hmm. on these rapids, but they get this little glimmer of hope, Mm -hmm. and it's the sanctuary down the river. So they plan to make this trip, but before that happens, we have to have a death, another big death. Right. And let me just say, I'm kind of mad at him, honestly. He didn't even really try. At Tom? Yes. Yeah, he threw his blindfold off to... He, no, no, not even or... the blindfold part, but it's like they ha- the crazy people hadn't seen them yet. Right. They're wandering through the house. He totally could have ducked out the back door with them and at least tried to hide. They're in the woods. Try to hide in the woods with your family. No, he gets to the hallway and then just goes, no, you do it. I'm going to take them on outside. Right, right. Doesn't even try. right. And he goes out there and he just starts shooting. And yes. he does... He does an amazing job. Yeah, he does kill these four or five crazy people that are trying to get to them. Mm-hmm. But he leaves Mallory, Sandra Bullock's character, alone with these kids now to get mm-hmm. down the river. Right. 
and she doesn't even tell them that he's dead. They say, where's Tom? And she says, he's not coming. Let's go. And that's kind of how cold she is in this movie, which was... But she's not. They have this scene where she's she's just falling apart, crying over Tom's death. She knows he's dead. She's not telling the kids. She's crying silently about it. And it's just so, you know, interesting to me that she is falling apart over the loss of life and a loved one. And that's literally what she's denying her kids. That's what Tom was trying to explain to her. Yeah. They don't even have the chance to understand that feeling that she's feeling right now. How horrible it is, yes, but she also felt that love that went with it. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about, we've had, you know, deaths in our life. And, like, when I lost my dad, for example, I Mm -hmm. was just kind of like, this is, at the time, I was like, this is so horrible, I almost would have rather not known my dad than feel this pain. Right. I don't feel that now. I'm glad that I had those years with him. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at the time, that pain is so immense. I could see her trying to protect them from that. But at the same time, that denies them any sort of connection and love and things that we need as human beings exactly but this uh trip down the river is about two days Mm -hmm. and they're just literally in this rowboat Mm -hmm. for two days blindfolded can't see anything yep and they come across another crazy person that tries to tip them over and make them look and Mm -hmm. i can't imagine two being with five-year-olds and Mm -hmm. trying to keep them blindfolded the whole time right because these people and this creature taunt them Yes. They're like, look at this. Look at this. Look how pretty it is. Have you ever seen a deer? They ask the mm-hmm. little boy. And she's like, don't you look. Don't you dare look. You will die if you look. Mm-hmm. And so these kids, they're so staunch. And it shows that she did at least a good job mm-hmm. of teaching them to, you she know. She did a really good job. Be survivalists. So as they go down the river, they, you know, encounter more and more problems. She has to get on land, and she encounters whatever this is for a moment, has to get back in the boat, and they even go over rapids completely blind. And they tip over. They do tip over, and she almost loses her kids, and she she does an amazing job. And I love the little girl. She lays on the island, and her blindfold's off, but she just keeps her eyes so close. She's so good. And she's holding these little birds. Mm-hmm. And the whole movie, it has these birds mm-hmm. because it's Bird Box. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what it's about. But I found it interesting that it, the birds actually didn't have a lot to do with the movie. There were, they only warned about these creatures maybe once or In twice. The grocery store, yeah. That's it. The rest of the movie, it's all wind. Mm-hmm. The wind is what warns you that they're there. So mm-hmm. for it to be called Bird Box, that's interesting that it's not really about them. It might have been more prevalent too in the in the novel. If you know anything about the, you know, let us know. But I did think it was interesting that they kept these little parakeets in this box the whole time. They dumped over in the river twice. Yes. Or the b- little boy fell out the first time. Yeah, and he lost all of their food and stuff. Blankets and mm-hmm. all that. It's freezing. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they're in the rapids, they completely tip over. Mm-hmm. But I think it was boy. No, the it girl was, just holds on to him so tight. And yeah. those birds have got to be like, what the hell is going on? This is the worst trip I've ever yeah. been on. Yeah. <laughs> But it is a really cool thing that if you can just keep birds, you know, near you mm-hmm. and they'll kind of warn you if you're inside or whatever. So that's really cool. Yeah. That's an interesting tool. And then when they get to this sanctuary, mm-hmm. they become even more, you know, they have them all flying right. freely in this atrium. So that's really cool. I think the part that got me was when they finally get to land after these rapids and they have to get to the sanctuary. They have to mm-hmm. run through the woods to do it. And, of course, this thing is... It's apparently... 
everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. It's really it reminds me of the biblical story or if you are not if you haven't read it if you've seen the movie the prince of egypt god goes in and takes the breath out of every firstborn child Mm -hmm. it's just everywhere all the time that's actually very interesting because i loved in basically the beginning when you have the grocery store clerk and he's explaining how it's talked about in all the these biblical texts or it's talked about Mm -hmm. all over the internet and as soon as someone asks if he has a degree or he's in college or something like that, they just discredit him. Yeah. What, he can't research stuff on his own? Yeah. Plenty of people have done research and found this stuff out. And Absolutely. I mean, you don't find out if he's exactly right, but that seems like he is. Absolutely. And that's kind of what it reminded me of. I was like, I'm wondering if this is like a yeah. cleansing of the earth kind of situation or if it's a creature or if it's an alien or if it's right. the freaking plants like in the happening. You just don't know. And But they have to run through the woods and... It's loud. It's really loud talking to them and trying to get them to take their blindfolds off and really harassing them. And so they get, Sandra Bullock is running, of course, blindfolded, so she trips. And she loses her kids. Yeah. She rolls down a hill. Mm -hmm. She loses her kids. And Boy comes back to her. Her biological son, Boy, comes back to her. Mm -hmm. And he basically says, girl is afraid of you. Mm -hmm. So she's not going to come back. And you see girl kind of wandering and this thing is really seducing her and like take your blindfold off Mm -hmm. you know all these it's easy to i hate when she's saying this is my voice this is my real voice to them i'm like they are five you scream at the top of your lungs stop and they're gonna stop don't say this is my voice i mean come on yeah i hated that yeah and so she's screaming for this girl and especially if she's scared of her you know she'll probably stop if you just yell at her exactly um but she finally, she's starting to crack, you know? Mm-hmm. She wants these kids back. And this is the kind of the part of the movie where she turns and she's like, give me my children. Don't take my children. Right. Where you really see the mom jump out at her. Because she's been criticized before Tom died. Like, they need a mother and you're not a mother. Right. So many times. And that's kind of her whole thing in this movie. And in this one part right here, she really breaks down and says, do not take my children away from me. Right. And then she feels girl finally and just starts basically sobbing and holding them Mm -hmm. and telling them she loves them that's when I cried I didn't cry and I wasn't sobbing I was just like oh this movie got me fucked up yeah (laughs) (laughs) I had tears in my eyes um because she this is the first time you really see her you know break that that tough I'm gonna keep you alive and that's my only job Mm -hmm. and yeah that really that really got me that's how I felt when she finally finds the sanctuary, running through the woods. This thing is, like, getting closer to her and closer, and she's banging on the door saying, at least take my children. That's when I started tearing up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because they have to see their eyes. It's kind of like in zombie movies, like 28 right. Days Later or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, let me see your eyes, let me see your eyes, because you can tell if somebody's yeah. been affected by this. And so they, they're they very, as I would be, and probably you too, cautious. I'm not going to open that door to people or right. that But they bring them all in. Especially and, when you have this sanctuary place yeah. with so many people. you got to be incredibly cautious. And they were able to make this sanctuary because as they go in and kind of see, it's a school for the blind. That was the other part that got me a little bit. I was like, oh my god, this amazing school for the blind is just taking in all these other people and they're helping them. Yeah. And they're able to, you know... Live, yes. essentially, without really needing to help they could make a compound and absolutely i also thought it was cool that in this movie something that is really deemed as a disability 
yeah. becomes the thing that saves these people. Exactly. As a, you know, it becomes their greatest strength. It, and it interests me because, in an anthropology standpoint, mm-hmm. or archaeology standpoint, or however you want to look at it, evolutionary eventually they're going to be the ones that you want. They're going to be the mm-hmm. ones that it's weird to look at, but they're going to be the ones that are have first pick in who they marry or yeah. mating rights or however the world evolves from here. Right. They're going to be the top of the food chain. Because nobody wants to be able to see. Yes, it's yeah. going to be a good thing when you have blind children. You're going to want that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, kind of like in a quiet place, if somebody's unable to speak. Right. That's... A desirable quality in that exactly um and i really loved at the at the end they get into the school of the blind there's this beautiful atrium that simulates being outside mm-hmm. and so the children get to go outside without their blindfolds on and there are other children and people mm-hmm. and they're playing and they're running and they're talking and they're feeling they're just living they're mm-hmm. and they haven't done that the entire movie you see the life before very, you know, it cuts back and forth. But these children, these newborns, have never lived before this. Right. So this is the first time they're being being able to be children. Mm-hmm. And another part that got me, which I didn't see this coming either, the one person that Mallory meets mm-hmm. at this, this sanctuary, if you call it that, was her OBGYM that you only see... For a very brief amount of time, right before her sister dies. Right. And she sees, because she's telling Mallory, if you don't want this kid, you need to get with it. You mm-hmm. put it, put him up for adoption. Because you're not into this, and the OBGYN could see that. But then she sees Mallory walk in with these two children that she's kept alive. And she asks, what are their names? And they both say boy and girl. And that's when she names girl after her mother, Olivia, mm-hmm. and boy after, after Tom. Right. Which was a really sweet moment. And then they get to go play with other kids but you just i i love when movies give like a 10 years later this is how the world is but this doesn't do that and i think it's fine i don't think you really need to right no i thought it was amazing they get to this place and they're happy and they're playing and whatever else has happening to the world is not happening to them right there in that moment I have watched too much Walking Dead, though, because when <laughs> when she walks right in and just suddenly gets rid of the birds, I'm like, no, you don't know. These people are going to be crazy, or crazy people are going to show up like they do you. in The Walking Dead every time, yeah. and you're going to need those birds. Yep. Give it a week or something. Yep, they just release the birds to be with all the other birds. Yep. <laughs> Make sure they're not insane. So I would say, overall, I enjoyed this movie. Yeah, absolutely. I would, it was I would really recommend it. If you have Netflix, it's on Netflix. It's not like you have to go searching for it. Right. You know. It is a book also. I didn't read the book. I don't think you read the if book. If this had been on our, our schedule and we were right. prepared we for this, time. I probably would have. But we were like, oh, crap, we should probably add this as, mm-hmm. as a bonus episode. So, But yeah. maybe pick that up if anybody wants to read into that more. I probably will at some point. Yeah. I like the movie enough. I'm kind of interested to see what they left out. Mm-hmm. Because those Absolutely. details are probably really important and interesting. Yeah, there's some stuff where you're just very confused the whole time in the movie. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it probably helps a lot in the book. Yeah. So definitely uh, check out Bird Box. And until next time, stay creepy.